0: Coming up on Influencing Entrepreneurs. Yeah, we sort of skipped over seven years of hey, e- oh, oh, eating. It ramen. wasn't overnight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> eating ramen in a dorm. Someone actually commented to me recently. Uh, they said, "Wow, you're an overnight success. Ten years in the making." Yeah. and I was like, "Hmm, yeah, seems about right." This season of Influencing Entrepreneurs is brought to you by the Entrepreneurs Organization of Charlotte and Spherical Media.
1: After years of teaching entrepreneurship and consulting business owners, I realized that true knowledge comes from the wins and losses of those entrepreneurs. These are the stories of those business leaders. I'm Kazmer Ward, and this is Influencing Entrepreneurs. Well, today we're here with Jordan Schindler with New Fabrics, and it's odd, but your story really starts with a pillowcase.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it it, it certainly does. And I look around and there's some, some pillows here, so it makes me feel right at home.
1: So, and the pillowcase incident started in college?
0: Yeah, I was at the University of Washington, junior in college, and suffered from bad skin, and learned about the link between your pillowcase and bad skin. And so, as you sleep, dirt and oil builds up on your pillowcase, clogging your pores, and ultimately went to the dermatologist and was recommended to wash my pillowcase two to three times per week, which, as you can imagine, as a college-age male, was not going to happen.
1: Right, I was gonna say that's what every two months, maybe. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We're, we're ten years later; it's still yeah, still exactly, not gonna yeah. happen. But that's what got me thinking about: it. how do you get a benefit from a garment or fabric, something that contacts your skin all day, every day? And so that's really the foundation for for new fabrics in this healthcare category that we've created.
1: I really want to talk about the product, uh, which really is just injecting medication into fabrics. But before you get there, like yeah. that—that's the general idea of a college student. What's the first step? Do you just literally take some Neosporin and rub it on a <laughs>
0: pillowcase? Maybe that would have been the logical step, but, but for me it was hop on a plane and go to Guangzhou, China and see what actually exists on the market to see what we could actually utilize to create this solution. So had no desire to reinvent the wheel. I was trying to look and see what technology existed and ultimately was unable to find a technology where you could deliver through wash cycles in a consistent dose and then from there i actually had to set out and figure out how to do this on our own so started researching patents eventually got introduced to a phd mit drug delivery scientist and that's really what sparked the journey
1: but but even that i mean that's i mean we really just fast forwarded so long i mean you you identify a city in china like that couldn't have been randomly
0: no alibaba was my dear friend looking up uh, the the online marketplace right. is basically just a network of manufacturers and so i looked up manufacturers that could actually create different solutions on the fabrics. And even further than that, actually, they had the ability to manufacture, but they didn't have the technical expertise. So I actually started researching and found uh, someone based in Pakistan um, who had that expertise. And so somehow got into the coordination of his visa to China and and vice versa to actually try to create the first iteration of these products. So how long does a trip like that take? I mean, It it probably took to coordinate at least a couple months and then was there actually for for a week. I showed up and sort of naive college student just assumed that they were gonna speak English. And it it turns out it had all been Google Translate. So I showed up at the, the train station and we both sort of stared at each other. No one spoke each other's language and then spent the preceding week on Google Translate on my phone trying to communicate.
1: So you come back from that, probably a little defeated, just probably not making the strides you wanted to. Do you
0: give up? No, I mean, I am i definitely am very persevering in terms of my mentality. So I had a problem that I was going to solve one way or the other. So to me, that was all right, this is not necessarily the right way to go. What can I learn from that? And how do I evolve? And then that got me back to researching back to iterating to try to figure out a solution right. to my problem.
1: You have a solution to uh, right now we're focused on bed pillows, and yeah. you know, uh, the, the sheets, uh, the um, pillowcase. pillowcase <laughs> yeah, exactly. sorry. So you were focused on that. But when we talk about a business model, while you're find, trying to find a solution, are you even thinking about what this market looks like? Are you thinking, how many people have the same issue that I could solve for?
0: No, not at all. It started off with just sort of a pet project, trying to figure out how do I even solve for this and make it. But right? I had my own problem. I was really just trying to not have to do laundry two or three times a week.
1: And I got to be honest, yeah, <laughs> I, I, we will spend that much time to not do it uh,
0: Apparently, that seemed like a cost-benefit analysis worth it for a trip to China if I didn't have to do laundry two or three times a week.
1: So when do you find out this is a larger market of want than a market of one?
0: I think after I started researching, my friend's like, you're doing what? You're going where? And then I started talking to both peers and students, especially moms sending their kids off to college. Like one of the things that they do is just send a new pillowcase. They actually have them as part of these new student kits yeah. where you can send pillowcases and bedding uh, to students because clearly it's a problem that a lot of sh- a lot of students should have.
1: So you, you come back, a little bit defeated, but you're gonna solve this problem. What what ends up being the next step?
0: Next step was started researching solutions online. And I think two of the main problems that happened with the trip in China was one, technology really didn't exist to deliver a controlled dose of an ingredient. And it didn't exist through consistent wash cycles. So for me, if I was gonna deliver the same dose as a topical acne medication, you actually have to be able to do that consistently through wash cycles. Otherwise, it's no better than rubbing a cream on your face. Right. And so then that started the thought process of how do I turn this negative into a positive mm-hmm. and just jumped online, started doing research on patents and figuring out who was potentially in the space doing something similar that I could learn from.
1: You're not doing pillowcases now. That's not the focus. It's just medicated uh, material.
0: Y- yeah. So it's, it's evolved and pivoted. But our technology now is all about simplifying health and wellness. Right. And so it's this idea that instead of having to take a pill, or use a cream or a patch, what if you could just get dressed in the morning? And so our core technology enables controlled delivery of vitamins, supplements, medications through your clothing, and that's effective through 15 plus wash cycles. So we've developed this platform technology that allows us to embed a wide variety of different ingredients into garments.
1: So what, what type of medications? Is it for allergies? Is it for chronic pain?
0: Yeah, you you name it. So I'll give you a good example. Next time you're in your local CVS or Walgreens or local pharmacy, there's this whole category of products, your knee sleeves, your arm sleeves, kinesiology tape, finger splints, band-aids, right? It's all for pain relief, but yet none of it actually has a pain reliever in it. And so that was really the first category that we went after. So we created a line of socks, knee sleeves, arm sleeves, braces that actually have a topical analgesic built into it. So like an icy hot or biofreeze actually built into the sleeve itself. So that was our first product that we've taken nationwide to a number of retail channels. And then from there, we expanded into the maternity segment. So one of our uh, head of sales, his wife was pregnant, and she was commenting on having to rub shea butter all over her belly repeatedly. Um, She said, why can't you just put this into a belly band? So sort of an an aha moment of, okay, why can't we? And so our next product line actually became a maternity line of belly bands, shapewear, leggings with shea butter to prevent stretch marks. And so that was really our next product iteration.
1: So the technology of just getting medication into fabrics comes along. Is every medication different? Does it require a different type of fabric?
0: It doesn't require a different type of fabric, but it requires a different type of dose. So the analogy is like pixels on a screen. but mm-hmm. that precision, you can pinpoint where each one goes in the garment. So like in the case of a sock, you might only want pain relief in your ankle right. or in your toes, right? And you can be very prescriptive over where it goes in the garment. So you might want more dose or less dose right you could have a high dose version or a low dose depending on how much yarn goes into the garment and then also depending on how much of the active ingredient is actually loaded into the yarn whether it's a nylon cotton polyester
1: So, how long in between, you know, you mentioned your your first nationwide product was a series of elbow and ankle bands. Yeah, yeah, so
0: yeah.
1: How long is it, uh, did did it take to you where you get your first nationwide?
0: (laughs) Yeah, we sort of skipped over seven years of eating ramen. It wasn't overnight. (laughs) Yeah. Eating ramen in a dorm room. Someone actually commented to me recently. uh, They said, wow, you're an overnight success, 10 years in the making. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, yeah, seems about right. Right. Um, Because there was, five or six, seven years of development, R&D, back to the drawing board. And a lot of it started with how do we actually put ingredients into yarn? That was step one. But then step two is how do you actually get that to be a garment that is comfortable, that stretches, that wicks away moisture? And so that's actually what prompted me to move out to North Carolina to be in the heart of advanced materials textile manufacturing. So five years ago, I actually set up shop in Conover in the Manufacturing Solutions Center, which is a facility designed to promote and grow the domestic textile industry industry so it's an incubator of sorts that's got knitting machines textile testing flammability moisture wicking you name it 50 million dollars worth of equipment that we couldn't afford on our own and so setting up shop in that building allowed us to get to market a whole a whole lot faster
1: now in those seven years are you only working on new fabrics or are you working in other jobs like what, what, are, you, what are you doing yeah
0: i, I joke no, i've never had a, a real job in my life um so straight out of college I started doing this um so we raised some early investor capital um enough to get us sort of to the next buoy um and then continue to develop try to get some early revenues from some grant funding but it was yeah full seven years before I went down to bentonville and met with the buyer at walmart which turned out to be our first customer
1: so walmart is a first customer it's got to be overwhelming because that's that's more than trial by fire that's uh that's uh, sacrifice in the volcano <laughs>
0: yeah i think uh A little bit of its pros and cons. So, flew down to Bentonville and met with a buyer in Arkansas, at Walmart, and in two minutes, he goes, I get it. There's this huge correlation between people buying braces and pain creams. Why not put the two together? And so, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, they rolled this out nationwide to every Walmart store without running a test. Um, And so, then it was great validation, but back to the drawing board of, how do we make a million of these things? Um, And so, Walmart became our first customer with a nationwide rollout in late 2019
1: so how do you scale that quickly so you can i mean fulfill that demand
0: yeah get on the phone and be like how do we make enough of these things (laughs) uh fortunately we had some really good contract manufacturing partners and were able to scale up and have some great investors that have supported us along the way to allow us to scale everything we do is made in north carolina It's, it's made here domestic so that allowed us to get our supply chain together a lot faster than if we were having to source products from overseas. But we were able to, to scale quite quickly. And, and the nice thing about Walmart is they buy seasonality. And so they have they might tell you they're gonna purchase products in June, but they might reset in March. And so you really have a six to nine month cushion to really scale up and build the business. And so from that, we were able to get our supply chain in check and I think today we have not missed a, a single shipment yet. So that's a credit to our, our operations team.
1: Are you able to, uh, to- meet your margins with walmart and be able to to develop a model just with them being your first and Yeah,
0: customer. surprisingly i mean you hear pros and cons of, of working with walmart but we have 50 percent plus margins at, at walmart and that's all made in america um, and the product's still priced at under 1999 so we really wanted to price it at the cost between someone having to buy a sleeve plus Icy Hot, which is typically the consumer behavior pattern. And so in this case, you don't have to buy both of those products. You buy one better value and it lasts for six months plus. Influencing Entrepreneurs is brought to you by the Entrepreneurs Organization of Charlotte and Spherical Media. Thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Education or visit casmerward.com to catch up on previous episodes.